Hey y'all, it's your girl Maria, the Spiritual Homegirl, and we are back with another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. Now, before we get started, y'all know I can't do any podcast episode without thanking you all for listening. So thank you for listening, boo friends. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are out there in podcast land, you've chosen to limit your ears for the last 300 plus episodes over the last six and a half years, and I really appreciate that. So it is Mental Health Awareness Month, and I wanted to talk about why mental health should not be ignored. Mental health, and, I'm, and I want to make sure that I'm very clear on my, my reasoning for wanting to do this, this podcast episode today. Mental health, I, I, I've noticed over the last eh, 10 to 15 years how the, the whole topic of mental health has evolved but still isn't quite as accepted as it should be. I've also noticed that in working space and things like that, mental health is becoming slowly a more accepted conversation, but still not quite um, as accepted as it should be. I'm also realizing that the public should probably pay more attention to mental health issues because I noticed in my own experience is in terms of what I've observed, not necessarily, you know, with clients or anything like that, but just in general, I noticed that folks never care about mental health issues until it affects them, their loved ones, or it's a general public event, such as a violent um, reaction based on somebody who wasn't mentally well or might have been off their medication or things like that. It's very unfortunate that people do not care or want to pay attention to mental health unless those three things are occurring and I really believe in the deepest of my hearts that mental health is a community initiative it is not just a individual initiative yes we can say that healed individuals can lead to healed communities I do believe that I've I've seen it in action and I I welcome that whole idea of you know if you can change a person they can possibly affect their environment maybe live through example, maybe positively influence other individuals in their environment to work on themselves. And maybe it could be a community effort to band together to, you know, make sure that people are in better circumstances than they were before. I totally, I'm, I'm down with that. I get it. But I think that because we are so caught up in our own individual experience, we kind of don't care until it's time to care. And what I'm saying is as the homegirl who loves you is that it's always a time to care. And how you can do that is just simply educating yourself and being aware. There are tons of mental health websites that provide context on what to do when someone is having an issue. There are tons of websites that can explain to you like like NAMI, right? NAMI is a really good organization, the National Alliance of Mental Illness. The, the NAMI organization is awesome because not only does it support folks that have, you know, lived experience in terms of those who are experiencing mental health issues or challenges firsthand. It also provides support for those who are navigating those things with the folks that are having those experiences. And I love that they are continuing to further the conversation about mental health. I also love the fact that I'm seeing community-based places like you know, even in LA, like the Southern California Counseling Center, like they're about community outreach and, and providing care, regardless of some of the barriers that have prevented folks in underserved neighborhoods who, you know, really 
could benefit from those services but are unable to because of maybe lack of insurance or lack of finances and things of that nature. Like I like seeing things like that where we're making the conversation more about how can we get folks care despite the obstacles? How can we work around these barriers to help people get the help that they deserve? Now, I don't know if people are aware of what to do when people are having a crisis. I mean, there's always crisis lines you can call that can give you help as well. They're not there for for no reason. You know, like there's warm lines that you can call if you need someone to talk to and you may not necessarily need, you know, something that's super duper serious. You may not need a therapist's name, but you just want somebody that can talk to you. There's a lot of peer support specialists that provide that, too. So, I mean, it's just a lot. There's, I mean, and also it's another thing, too. People think that mental health is solely about what they say in our community, talking to the lady. Go talk to the lady. <laughs> You know, like go talk to the lady who's who's usually like a mental health professional, a therapist, psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever. Sometimes mental health is not always from licensed clinicians. And I know that is somewhat of an unpopular take because I know that there are folks out there who live and die by their credentials and their degrees. As somebody who's working towards a licensure and has a degree, I'm not really about that. I'm about, again, because everything is so community centered with me, I'm about working together. I'm not about putting one thing over the other. I'm not about trying to discredit anybody. My thing is, if you do what you do, as long as you got the proper experience and you know how to be trained in whatever it is you do, like peer support specialist, if you got the live experience, you got the training, I'm not going to discredit you. You got your lane to stay in. I got mine. And mind you, I am a certified peer support specialist in California. So it's like, I understand everybody has a lane here. We can all work together. Just like with life coaches. I've seen so much shade, especially on Twitter, um, from licensed clinicians and people who did the more formal education route talk about life coaches. Now, what I can say is that, you know, life coaches, they got their own certification, but I've seen situations where those who did the more formal route were able to bypass that on the strength of their credentials. That is very possible. Unfortunately, life coaches cannot call themselves therapists, psychologists, psychiatrists, whatever. However, they do have their own lane. I think I saw something about certifying body that they have and things of that nature. Some folks are going to say, well, I spent X amount of dollars on a career uh, to to get a license to, you know, be uh, an XYZ with my master's degree. So I don't want to do that. They have every right to. But that doesn't make one completely insignificant and it doesn't make one the end all be all because remember with mental health everyone has a different set of needs i do believe that no one person has the same exact needs down to the letter like someone else there's going to be a slight uniqueness there and i love the fact that there's so many different varieties of people that can help folks with such unique needs there's so many different unique ways to get help Now, is the system perfect? (laughs) No, (laughs) not in the slightest. But the good thing is that we're seeing some of the things with the system. We can work together to figure out how we can best help each other. How can we work alongside each other? What needs to be fixed? Um, Could certain things be fixed? Because some things can't be fixed. Some things need a complete overhaul, like starting over from scratch. But in terms of, you know, people having different lanes that they can work in to help folks, I'm totally for that. And that's what mental health awareness, not even with a theme or no theme, just mental health awareness. That's what that means to me. Just being able to understand that you have the right to get support for your needs. You have the right to make the choice to figure out what's going to be the best option for you based on what needs need to be immediately addressed.
It could be a therapist. It may not. It could be a life coach. It may not. It could be a peer support specialist. It could not. It could be a group, a support group. It may not. Whatever it is, is you have the right to check it out. But one thing I want people to understand, and I don't want to make this episode too long, but one thing I want people to understand when it comes to mental health is that everybody should look at this as a journey. It's not a immediate band-aid. It's not something where you're going to pick a therapist and y'all automatically click. That doesn't work that way. As long as you have an open mind to take the journey of exploration on your mental health, you will be more empowered to say, hey, I am going to try this therapist on Monday. If this doesn't work out, I'm going to see what other therapists fit what I'm looking for in terms of getting my needs met to process whatever issue I'm having right now versus what I see a lot, unfortunately, which is. Y'all told me therapy was going to work. I didn't try this person. This person after two sessions, we're not a good fit. I just don't want to do therapy. Maybe it's not the, the concept of therapy. Maybe it's who you're getting it from. You know, maybe it's not necessarily like, and that's another thing too. It's so, I mean, a lot of people, at least the ethical ones, <laughs> the ethical ones in the field are going to say, you know, look, I can't handle this thing. I need to refer them out. Those are the good ones because they know their lane and they're like, oh, it's out my lane. Let me go ahead and put them with somebody else that can better serve them. And then there are some who may not. I mean, again, the, the field's not perfect, but, and I'll say that to say that even though the power dynamic appears that the person in the chair talking to you about your life or asking you questions is the expert. They're not the expert of your experience because they haven't lived it. You are. So if you, the person that's wanting to get better help for your, um, not better help the app. Okay. I'm just saying like better help towards getting your needs met. You're the expert of your experience because you lived it. We can only understand your experience if you explain it to us. So only then can we understand what we know to figure out how we can best help you. And it has to take telling the truth. Sometimes people are not honest during the process. Sometimes people like to gloss things over because they're so used to kind of telling themselves certain things didn't happen when they did. Or they don't want their therapist to judge them. Now, I mean, they're not supposed to. But at the same time, you know, I can, you know, I I can see why folks feel like they don't want to quite share it. But let's keep it a buck. You're not going to know how to best get help if you're not being honest. You're not doing the work and trusting the process if you're not even telling the truth. Again, people can only help you based on what they know. So they don't know the entire story. They know half of it. You already set yourself up to get half baked help anyway, which doesn't do you no good, boo friend. And then there's some folks who know they need help, but just don't want to go. Can't force nobody to go if they don't want to go. And they're not hurting themselves, nobody else or they're hurting themselves or nothing like that. I mean, if they're just kind of moving through life and they, they're in denial about some of their issues, you can't force them. They'll have to get to the point where they're good and ready. So the awareness of mental health has so many different layers. Clearly, I've been talking for 11 minutes and I've gone all over the place with just mental health. And this is just a, a broad overview. There's so much more. Um, and I just want people to just know that they have the right to do more deep diving on this topic for not only themselves, but for their loved ones or just so they can understand how to better understand their fellow person when they're seeing them on the street and automatically saying, oh, they on drugs. They may not be on drugs. That homeless person may not be on drugs. They actually may have a mental health issue. They may not have access to care whether they choose to have it or not. 
Some people don't want help, like I said before. It's just better to understand. If somebody, if a man is crying, a little boy is crying, he's, he's outraged, don't tell that boy to stop crying. Figure out why he's crying. Figure out if it's within your scope. If you can't do it, can he talk to somebody else and maybe express himself? Does he need to go ahead and get better anger management? Does he need to be able to understand how to express his emotion versus crying? There's a lot of women out there who are struggling with Roe versus Wade being overturned. It's affecting their whole decision-making process about whether they want to have kids. Or whether they have the power to even make decisions with their own body. That can be something that could affect people's mental health. Or people just processing the state of affairs after the pandemic. Or even going back to Roe versus Wade. There could be some that are enraged at the fact that this was even a factor to begin with. Whether you're pro-life, whether you're you know pro-choice, whatever. If it's something that's going on in public events that's affecting how you move throughout life, that may be something you might want to look into in terms of checking out how to get some resources for your mental health. The pandemic affected a lot of people's mental health. It's affecting it even now. It's concerning to see how deteriorating it's getting. Like it's, it's getting bad. And that's why I decided to make this episode because the worse it gets, the more surprised everyone's going to act. This is not a surprise, y'all. What do you expect? This has been a pressure cooker of mental health triggers for the last three years plus. Combined with social justice efforts that happened in 2020, combined with lack of resources financially, combined with the impending, you know, conflict with different countries. There's a lot going on that's just really, you know, also with the with the violence and stuff that's, in, that's also happening in the news. There's a lot of different things that just really affect folks. This is not necessarily the most normal circumstance to live in. So, knowing that, how are you taking care of yourself? How is your mental health? Are you just kind of pushing through and just kind of ignoring it? Are you getting somebody that you're talking to? Are you kind of curious? Like, I am very curious to know that because this is a lot going on. Mental Health Awareness Month or not. Like, the set of affairs for the last few years have been pretty rough on the collective. And I just am very... Um, curious and concerned about whether everyone is getting the proper help that they need. I'm just very curious. And I just want to do this episode so that if people are on the fence or if people are curious and are needing some kind of kick in the pants or some kind of motivation to continue doing some research or learning or educating themselves about mental health, um, different challenges and how to best be there for yourself or for your loved ones or for your community. I'm telling you, go do it. Go do it. Nurture that curiosity. Because the way this world's continuing to move, we're going to have to work together in order to navigate this. Mental health is not, like I said, it's not just an individual problem. It's a collective problem that we all are going to have to get better understanding of in order to be there for each other and be there for ourselves as best we can. So that has been episode 320 of the Spiritual Homegirl podcast. If you have not gotten my regret zero checklist, I don't know what you're waiting on. But if you've gotten it, thank you, boo friend. Don't forget to leave a review for the podcast. If you have not gotten it, go ahead and get the Regret Zero Checklist. Go to innerpeaceposse.com forward slash checklist or click the link in my show notes to get the checklist. Then go leave a review for the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. That is my focus as of late. 
um, just getting people some of the good things that I've been able to create that works wonders for myself as well as other people and get more podcast reviews. Why not? After 100 plus episodes, we're coming up on the seventh year. My goal is to get to 400 episodes by the end of this year. So I have some great things that I want to do. And I just want to make sure that those that support what I do are telling their loved ones and making their love for what I do known. My, my, also my, my other theme for the year is support. Support is my love language. And that's word to Audrey Richmond. She was the first one I ever heard say anything like that. Support is the love language of mine. And I'm at the place in my career with Spiritual Homegirl where we are coming up on getting close to a decade of service. And I have given tens and thousands of hours to the thing that I love to do, which is help people discover practical ways to take care of themselves and their mental, spiritual and emotional health in ways where they are satisfied with it. Not by my model. It's always been about even if I do show you how I do things, you are to apply it for your own journey. I don't ever want to have many spiritual homegirls out here. (laughs) I don't want any Maria Juniors. Okay, I don't. I want people to be happy and healthy and whole as best as as whole as they can get. Okay, I want people to be on their journey of living a joyful, happy life on their own terms, in their own authenticity, in their own experience. Um, and I'm really grateful to have the ability to create ways for people to do that, where it's not being Maria Juniors. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm really excited for all the awesome things that I have to share with y'all as an educated, experienced homegirl who loves y'all. And I would look so, I would look to, I would look forward to, I'm so excited. I can really talk. I look forward to talking more with y'all on episode 321 of the Spiritual Homegirl podcast. So remember, it's your girl, Maria, the spiritual homegirl. And trust the journey, trust yourself, and whatever you do, do it with love. Even if it is researching ways to best be aware of mental health, okay? Love y'all. Peace.